Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> Goodbye, husband. Hello, Kate. Hello, Mary. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Why is it that little kids always feel the need to articulate sleep when they are generally the reason that we're not getting any. (laughs) (laughs) It's not enough for them just to close their eyes. Anyway, Um, that's not that fair. Sleep, sleep, sleep. (sighs) Morning, puppy. Time to get to work. Goodbye, husband. This episode starts just so much with Bingo's perfect little life she's got sorted out for herself. Um... You know, the train stops at her doorstep. Train arriving! Ooh, here comes the train, puppy. Train stopping! (laughs) You know, she seems to love work and she only has to work, work, work three times and she's done for the day. Um, Yeah, her child is well-behaved, daycare. Um, There's so much perfect going on in Bingo's life. But then, yeah, it all came to a grinding halt when it was just sleep, sleep, sleep. Train arriving. Thank you. Train sleeping. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Ah. Morning, puppy. Time to get to work. Oh, no. That's what life is actually like. Uh, that is about how much sleep I get and it's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And probably you even more so right now. Uh, You know, like my life is basically in three-hour increments at the moment where, you know, it's a Russian roulette. One of those three will be feeding. So um, sleep, sleep, sleep is more like feed, sleep, sleep. Yeah, okay. We'll we'll get there though. Um, It's still early days. But, yeah, public transport, uh, just... It can really just ruin your day, can't it? I know we were talking about buses last week. Trains are probably, to be fair, because buses are my least favourite form of public transport. I love a train and I would Mm. always opt to take a train if I could. But, uh, yeah, there's a few things in this episode that just really, like the floorboards. I just keep thinking about the floorboards (laughs) in the Hewler house. And how scratched they must be because of this uh, game. Train arriving. The next stop is Mother Duck Daycare. Thank you. Train's leaving. Oh, hello, Poppy. You're just in time for a story. Well, look, those chairs, you know, they're, they're riding around. The cha- The train is just two <laughs> fold-up chairs, one in front of the other. Yeah. Um, maybe when the girls are on them, they're not too heavy. But once Chili sits down on one, I'm like, oh, no, no. There's, there's nothing good <laughs> happening to those floorboards from there's here. There's nothing good. And actually I went on because um, I was thinking this can't just be me and I went on to um, a couple of fan sites, including the Bluey fan page on um, Facebook, and there were mm-hmm. whole threads of people who were like, I've had to shut my kid down because we're in a rental and <laughs> we're going to lose all our deposit because <laughs> they keep trying to play trains. Yeah, the pain is real. Uh do not mind this episode, but tell you what, uh, I do not want to play trains. The amount of setup that has gone into this is already like a day's play, which I guess could be yeah. a good thing, but they've got 
Ingo's house that looks like a pretty elaborate um, cubby. They've got her yeah, uh, daycare centre where she drops off the kiddo, um, which looks pretty elaborate as well. And then uh, how many toys are in that kitchen at Bingo's, um, well, Dr. Glenda's place of work, the vet? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there's at least six sick skunks. So, um, yeah. And it, it is Whoa, actually you been practising that. No, but it is very difficult to say. I have got it written out in very big letters on my notes. And Chili is like putting in the overtime. She is a triple threat with, you know, playing the educator, playing the vet assistant. Later she plays a granny. Um, Yeah. Uh, Doing the train voiceovers at the station. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. What is that train? Bing bong. The next train will be a bit late due to an ongoing passenger incident. And um, don't we all just hate it when you're standing at the platform, you're already running late, and then you get the bong bong. Oh, just like sends a ripple of pain through my entire being. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, um, Um, you probably didn't experience this, Mary, but, yeah, I used to have to get the train every day for school. So, like, that would be enough to ruin Ooh, your day. Yeah. And because I lived in a more um, outer suburban area and my school was in the city, yeah, a lot of the kids who went to my school, um, it wasn't really an excuse that the trains were running light because most of them were coming <laughs> yeah. from like around the corner rather than... Um, Two tram stops away, right. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you'd get there and they'd be like, oh, there was problems on the V-line. Why are you taking a V-line into the cities? Hello? Glenda, where are you? This polar bear is getting really cranky. <laughs> the train's running late. You're going to have to tickle them yourself. Um, OK. I'll give it a go. I'll be there soon. Good luck. Nothing worse too when, like, you had a signal failure on the way home and it was already... 4.30 or 5 o'clock, and then you just knew you weren't going to get home till 8, 9 o'clock. Oh, brutal. I've never really had, like, that daily train commute because um, it was only really when I was at uni that I was catching the train and uni hours are pretty uh, flexible at the best of times, or they were in our flexible days. Um, my hours were so unreliable that there would be days where I would um, drive to the train station to park there, not find a park and just decide to drive into the city and then get the train home and go, oh, the car's in the city. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, just clocking up ridiculous parking fines in the process. Um, but yeah, so no, probably actually the opportunity to regularly commute on a train and have it be reliable is a bit of a dream of mine, but uh, reality is never quite that, is it? <laughs> no, it never is. Oh, I'm so sorry we're late. Hurry, the polar bear is getting cranky. Can't leave it. Train stopping. Thank you. What happened? The polar bear escaped. Like Melbourne, it's like it can be up to 20 minutes waiting for a train, which is it doesn't make for a pleasant yeah. experience if you just miss a train. So, oh, and tell you what, how much more does the stress just climb when you're doing daycare pickup at the end of a commute oh. as well? Like I used to have that sort of bus to pick up the boys, and 
yeah, the daycare shut like it shut at five thirty as well. So you really had to be leaving the city at quarter to five to know you were going to get there by five thirty. Oh. And oh, that is really um, oh yeah. So no, that was always painful. But it makes me really feel for Bingo in this situation. Um, and so impressed by her first perfect day, where not only does she get there on time to pick up uh, her. Does the toy have a name or child? Yeah, I thought it was Poppy. Poppy? Oh, it's always Poppy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so then not only is she on time, but she gets that like, oh, had such a good day from the carer educator. Poppy, your mum's here. She had a great day today. Oh, that's my big girl. Which, you know, you just live to have that update, but those updates from carers are always just so loaded, I find, <laughs> that like Cass had had a good six months of just screaming daycare down pretty much when he first started, but now oh. he's moved into just a purple patch and every day when we drop him off, they're like, oh, he's so much better now. I'm like, how bad was he that you're still telling me <laughs> three months, months later, later that he's better? <laughs> it's just terrifying. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, your devil turns turned an angel. Yeah, we always knew yeah. the angel was there. Oh, <laughs> deep down. But does part of you still like feel relieved when they tell you he's had a good day? Yeah. Or? Oh, I, I'm always, oh, just tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, uh, they probably do have um, all these positive trigger stuff that they like tell parents to like. It's almost like, you know, not negging, but, you know, like keeping them going, like, oh, yeah, tell yeah. me how good my child is. Tell me how great their day was. <laughs> oh, me, they know it me, so well. <laughs> take, take the guilt away that I've just spent all day away and I'm running late and, yeah, now I'm tired and I'm going to feed them baked beans for dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you feel just like a hero too when you do pull off that childcare run and go into work and pick up and it just feels like a dream? Like you do feel like a superhero don't you really oh, absolutely but then I also feel if I've just nailed drop off that I'm entitled to just go work 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 okay I'm done <laughs> <laughs> and it just never plays like that it's very frustrating I didn't get the memo <laughs> Of course, even Bingo uh, doesn't get to live in her perfect little world for very long because uh, there is a chaos agent looming and no surprises. Train skipping the station. Hey, wait, I'm coming. <sighs> Train stopping. <laughs> Off you go. Um, excuse me, no food or drinks, no feet on seats, and that cat needs to be on your lap. Uh, just drive the train, mate. What? Bluey. Um, oh, my gosh. The places she takes trying to undermine the public transport system of this town is just, and, and Bandit specifically, is just uh, horrifying. Hang on. Show me your ticket. Oh, yes, here you are. Hmm, this looks fine. Maybe you should lick it as well. Oh, okay. A bit strange, but... And now rub it all over your face. This is a bit unorthodox, but okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not a fan of the, um, you know, oh, here's my ticket, rub it on your face. Oh, no, it's actually a piece of poo. Um, Will watched this episode about five times in a row when it first aired uh, and the next day I was like honey what's in your pocket and he was like it's a piece of poo 
<laughs> it was a real piece of food that he'd picked up from the lawn that we must have missed oh, by the dog. <laughs> And I don't even want to know what he might have been doing with it prior to me finding oh, with it. Yeah. Did he uh, give you the opportunity to rub it on your face? Or, uh... <laughs> um, I think he wanted me to pretend it was a ticket and, yeah, there was just no way that that was happening. And, um, yeah, all credit to Chili and Bandit for being far more patient with their play than I would ever be. However, it is an imaginary piece of poo in the uh, episode and, yeah, I would like for the record to say that, um, yeah, they weren't putting up with a real one. What's so funny? That isn't a train ticket. Huh? It's a piece of poo! What? So, Bluey, uh, the ongoing passenger incident of this episode, um, I... Just love where she takes the chaos uh, poo notwithstanding. So, okay, she's already proven herself to be a a less than perfect passenger once. Then she comes back in the Groucho Marx glasses and moustache and so does the cat. And, yeah, that just to me is like, yes, this is a Marx Brothers like fast style (laughs) episode. And, yeah, I I don't know. It's a long time since I've seen Animal Crackers, but I did wonder if there might even be a bit of crossover yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah it just chaos reigns and it only gets crazier from there well I just want to know what the um, link to Egypt is because yeah she was like oh no we just moved here from Egypt and um, I don't know if you remember hide and seek but when um, Chattermax is having the tea party they're talking about they've just got back from their holiday I think in Egypt ah, so okay yeah, that's so- interesting yeah, but so there's clearly some sort of fascination there. Hang on. Have I seen you before? Oh, no. We just moved here from uh, Egypt. Oh, good, because I do not like being attacked by animals. Yeah, I wonder if it's the influence of Bandit and he got his uh, first archaeological um, awakenings from researching Egypt or something like that. I feel like Egypt captures the imagination of a lot of kids. I'm thinking of... What's the movie? Is it Sense and Sensibility with with Hugh Grant? And there's the little sister who is obsessed with maps. Is that ringing bells for you? Anyway, she has this very cute line that kind of became quotable in our family. And it's like, the source of the Nile is in Abyssinia. This is probably meaning nothing to anyone. But anyway. No, no, it's bringing back some massive flashbacks. But I'm just, I'm confused myself. I'm like. Is, is that is that is god that was beautiful <laughs> i'm just yeah alan rickman and kate yes. winslet oh no nah, so romantical anyway that's that's a whole other rabbit hole we Man, could go. just every week we're talking romance movies now aren't we? <laughs> we should just pivot this into a romance podcast <laughs> no, let's not do that. It's uh, it might be well, a bit depressing next, a bit fast. This podcast should probably be the BBC adaptation of Pride and Prejudice if no one else has done that. <laughs> I reckon yeah. I could quote that line. I reckon line. that might be out there, but yeah, we could do it minute by minute. <laughs> <laughs> one first minute, yeah. Another source of high comedy is just a split second in this one where um, finally, so Bluey having been the terrible passenger, uh, her cat is then injured in a polar bear attack, obviously, Um, and suddenly uh, Bandit, the cranky train driver, is rushing her to the vet and, of course, they go past the 
do they even say the granny's in this one or if it's just is it just I a visual just joke say, it's, it's just reader <laughs> and marge like chili is marge and they're on the uh-huh. way to mahjong and yeah uh at that stage i think bandit looks like every single parent who is limping across the finish line at 8 p.m on a friday night like you know they they are uh, yeah. so done but yeah it, it's a it's a great little cameo and it was actually one of the ones that was previewed in the abc ads for season two bluey and uh, we all got very excited seeing chili um as a granny oh i hope the train will be here soon rita me too much we'll be late for mahjong so janet's uh stepped out this week and yeah marge is going to mahjong uh, it's good that grannies have like a large network of friends. I'm loving that. Um, we could almost like make it the Golden Girls if Bandit then steps up to be a granny in a future week. I reckon that'd be great. That would be terrific. Stand back from the platform! Oh, here it is. Sorry, ladies! Renee Sarrell, who's one of our longtime uh, podcast listeners, um, dropped us a little gem actually saying that trains, taxi and bus are the only episodes which feature uh, the whole of episode as a game. Um, they only call each other by their character names in the episode and also oh, yeah. they all feature grannies. So, yeah. Ah, grannies and public transport. Yeah. That's true, actually. Unless you count an Uber or something. Private transport, true. Although, actually, in researching this episode, some, um, like, super blokey men's website had done, like, the top seven public transport films of all time and Taxi (laughs) Driver was up there. I'm like, nah. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, I I agree with you, Kate. Public transport, yeah. Snakes on a plane also made the list. Yeah. Oh, really? That is definitely not public. Anyway, I think they're missing the whole point of public It's more public than a taxi, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, lucky they're not making films about Uber yet. Yeah. Oh, I feel like that would be Facebook movie mark two somehow. (laughs) Yeah, true. But, yeah, lovely to see the grannies back Um, and just how delighted does Chili look to be a granny? Like, do you think she put them up to grannies in the first place? Yeah, I reckon she's basically like, bingo, come on, let's do this while they were waiting for um, all the mayhem to unfold with Bandit and Bluey in character with Mr. Cotton Socks. Yeah, they're, they're very cute together. Um, and then poor Bandit, like I'm just really feeling for him at this stage. He is literally gone from walking around the house, pushing a couple of chairs, you know, quite nicely, which, you know, you think that's an easy gig in a game. He is sprinting. He's covered in Band-Aids. He's, he's just, yeah, he's been attacked by polar bears and cats and Bluey. He's rubbed poo on his face. This is not going well. This is not a good day. Uh, well, it, it, maybe this is what our um, good essential workers on public transport encounter every day, though. So, uh, That does make me worry that might be the case. Um, at least they're ready with safety protocol because the his Band-Aid count by the end of this. I don't know where they're coming from, but um, it, it really is. We talked about it with oh, when we talked about Escape a few weeks ago, um, just how 
uh, violent, those sort of classic <laughs> cartoons, the Roadrunners and the Bugs Bunnies and all those kind of things were. Um, but, yeah, this is the stuff of Yodi cartoons where someone's just getting flattened and, yeah, more injured in every scene. <laughs> every frame. Um, and then, yep. yeah, and then uh, magical bandages and Band-Aids come from nowhere. <laughs> and just the hair just is more and more dishevelled oh, as well. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm putting this cat on your lap. Uh, I wouldn't touch him if I were you. Oh, don't be no! <laughs> Our friend Long Dog Spotting um, on Instagram found a long dog in this episode. It's in the fruit bowl in the scene with the vet and it's got um, what I know as the cone of shame. <laughs> um, <laughs> Around its neck, it's like a little yellow one sort of poking out the front of the um, the fruit bowl. So it's very cute. Very on brand at the vets. But then I think there's also the the magnet uh, long dog that's usually on the fridge oh, yes, is yes, there yes. in this one as well. So double long dog. That's just amazing. <laughs> of course, when we um, when Bandit and Bluey finally get to the vet with the uh, poor attacked um, Mr. Cotton Socks, the cat, um, and the vet's been shut down due to the uh, what was polar it? Polar bear, bear attack. All the animals. Oh, like yeah, it's not good for business. I, I, I see what's what's happened there. Um, yeah, I love where it goes that they visit Bingo at home, which ultimately kicks off her new business model of working from home, which is so on trend for the times. Very COVID appropriate, really. So, yeah, yeah, not particularly socially distant, but, you know, we'll, um, uh, yeah. we're halfway there. Yeah, I don't know if if the majority of people feel more or less friendly um, about walk, working from home now, like everyone always talked about it in such fanciful, oh, wouldn't it be nice terms? I don't know if the realities turned out as good as they had expected, but um, a working from home vet sounds pretty cool. It does. How would that work though? That's what I want to know. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your house would like, smell. Like vets have that very distinctive smell, don't they? You would need a lot of stainless steel and a lot of linoleum. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that you much just need to live at a vet clinic. So yeah, yeah, maybe maybe in reality this wouldn't work. I did see a post-COVID uh, survey the other day about whether you know how people felt about going back to work, and one of the questions was. Um, if your employer let you bring your pets to work, would you feel more or less positive about going back to work? And I'm like, oh, well, I could get a pet. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, because I know, actually know maybe three people that got a pet during the lockdown just so they mm. weren't so lonely. Yeah. So, yeah, two people I know got dogs and another got a kitten. Yeah, so um, what are those poor animals going to do when everyone goes back to work? <laughs> There's going to be a lot of uh, shell-shocked animals in a month or two, I reckon, but oh, perhaps perhaps workplaces will just be welcoming them with open arms. Let's Yeah, <laughs> that would be quite nice, you know, like turning up to work and having like a little puppy or a kitten or something to pat. I mean, God, that would get me through the door if you had like bringing animals to work Wednesday, unless it is a polar bear, that would be bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know how that ends. I'm sorry, we had to shut down. Our vet was late and the polar bear ate all the animals. Oh. 
Much like last week, um, this episode had the record player in the background, um, yes. which we mentioned in bus, which brings us to music. Um, I just love a train song. Were you oh, hearing the, the chugga 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 of the train in this score? Yeah, absolutely. It was sort of, um, oh, who is it? Is it Duke Ellington or Gershwin who does Take the A Train and how they Ooh. use the vocal percussive sort of techniques? Um, yeah, my my go-to train song is Johnny Cash, um, which it, this wasn't quite as rock and rolly. I, I felt like I could hear a bit of a toot-toot, like flute in there almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, take the A train. It's um, Duke Ellington, so that's kind of brought me back there. But just with that sort of the when the music sort of resembles the noises of a train, but yeah, kind of a more modern version. Yeah, yeah. But tell but me, no, it, so yeah, so uh, Folsom Prison Blues is Johnny oh, Cash's. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know, I hear the train come in. It's he's not even on a train, and the sound of the train in that song is just yeah, palpable. Um, so yeah, I just, I just love any rock and roll song that sounds like a train and yeah, this, this is up there, I reckon. Love it. Yeah. I did text Joff to try and get some Intel and so far no good. So what? I know. No, it's fine. It's only, he's only had a few hours previous to this pre-recording. Uh, so look, well, hopefully. Hopefully, uh, while we are not organised on that front, um, his delay is because he's so organised, just pumping out the new, well, the Bluey albums, still hanging out for that one. And, you know, it's almost the second half of the year. So I reckon it's it's on our doorsteps, right? Mm. I wonder if we'll be able to get it on vinyl. When do you reckon they're going to drop season two, part two? Like... What does my heart tell me or what does my <laughs> um yeah, I think it'll probably be <laughs> uh, I think it'll probably be October again, uh, much like when so what have we had? We've had October, April, and then March, and then yeah, I think it'll be October again. Mm. But that's apropos of nothing, so I look forward to be proven wrong. Uh, let's go with the first of July. Yeah, that's <laughs> God. They, they must be knackered. Like they've just been going like oh. lappers to get these new apps done. So yeah, it does um, sound epic. Um, speaking of things we might know, um, I've got to we know that now because oh, yes. uh, when we talked about bus last week, forgot to mention the amazing Bluey movie style poster series that the oh, yes. um, artistic team at Ludo have been putting out. And uh, for bus, of course, we did talk about the speed nods and it was an amazing tribute to speed, you know, Hollywood style. It had uh, three big names across the top: um, Bandit Healer, Chili Healer, and then adverted commas the Granny. Like I love, yeah, they just an entity unto themselves. Uh, Nick Rees did that one, and yeah, uh, we will share it again on the socials. It's an absolute classic. That was pretty special, actually. I'm wondering if they're going to make those posters available because there's been a lot of love for them um, out there. People are saying that they would very happily part with their dollar bucks to to have their own on the wall. So we'll wait and see. Mm, collectible. Um, I have a We Know That Now as well, Mayor, um, oh, and yeah. that is Feather Wand. So going back quite a few episodes now, 
Um, but I was reading a very interesting thread about Lucky's dad and oh, um, yeah. the run that he does towards Bingo, how he sort of stretches his arms back from his body. And oh, apparently yeah. that is um, a classic um, move from a Japanese manga series, and I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong because uh, and I'm very much apologised to my manga-obsessed niece, um, but Naruto, I think it is, or Naruto, oh, yeah. um, and he runs with his arms sort of back and it's become this cult phenom- phenomenon apparently to like, you know, there's this thing where they're like you run a lot faster. It's a ninja move to run with your, sort of your head forward Ooh. and your arms right back. And there was this whole thing in the States apparently where a whole lot of people said that they were going to swarm Area 51, like running like Naruto and (laughs) having their arms back and and the Federal Defence people had to step in and be like, no, don't do that or we'll we'll hurt you. Um, Yeah, and apparently this series, which I'd never heard of before, has sold 250 million copies and is like the fourth best-selling manga thing in history, so it's massive. Okay, Um, that's pretty big. Oh, Joff texted me. Joff just texted me right now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is my time. It's quite late that we're recording, so thanks, Joff. Um, Hey, Kate, great to hear from you and congrats on the relatively new arrival. Thanks, Joff. You're a legend. Um, Granny's Fest 2020 with those two. Trains. I worked with an awesome bass player, Chris Pearson, and I used a train whistle. There's some sick bass solos in there too, if I recall. And then um, because I'd also asked him about bus just to see if we missed anything. And he said, bus, sort of turning wheels on the bus tune into a romantic comedy. Not much to go off, sorry. (laughs) It's all a bit of a blur, <laughs> I'm afraid. Thanks for talking <laughs> about the music. I understand that. Thanks for talking about the music. Hope you're both totally great. We are totally great, Joff. Thanks so much. Oh, you're the best. All the greater for hearing oh. that. I just immediately want to re-watch this episode to uh, take in those sick bass lines. So right. I'll be off. <laughs> and I like that they used a, a train whistle in there too. That's quite cool info. So there you go. Good job. Good job all around. If you want to uh, hop on the Bluey Pod uh, train ride for another week, feel free. You can go and find us on Instagram. We are at Bluey Pod. Same on Facebook or look up Gotta Be Done, the Bluey Podcast. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Bluey Podcast. And you can uh, email us at uh, blueypod at gmail.com. Please do all of those things. We can't wait to see you on the socials. And then next week with yet more season two gloriousness. Um, but in the meantime, it's been lovely, Kate. Uh, yeah, it's got to be done. Bye. Bye. My cat is hurt. He needs a vet. Quick, hop on the train. All aboard. It's free.